Welcome to David Clark's We Are Superman podcast, episode number 182. I am your host, Bill Stahl, and this is The Power Play. Happy New Year to everyone out there, and I hope everyone has a wonderful 2022 that sees you achieve goals that you never imagined possible, and of course, staying healthy. Um, you know, let's make this a big year. Let, let's knock out some of those really epic goals that you've had in mind for a long time, and you know, let's get after it. So, uh, before we get started, though, I, I do want to talk about. Uh, Boulder, Colorado, which uh, unfortunately, this is the second time I've talked about a tragedy that's happened to uh, Boulder in 2021. Uh, You all know the news about the wildfire that swept through there on Thursday. Um, Just just a horrible, horrible tragedy. There may be a couple fatalities, a couple people are still missing here, but uh, you know, there are also nearly 1,000 homes totally destroyed, businesses. Lives. I mean, just it's it's just incredible seeing the, the devastation that occurred and so quickly, uh, pushed by winds that were in excess of 100 miles an hour. Something that unfortunately is not uncommon in Boulder uh, and against the foothills of the Rockies. We we do sometimes get really high winds in the winter time, and uh, it appears even now they're thinking that this uh, blaze may have been human caused. So. Um, but, you know, one of the bottom lines, though, is that, you know, we're living on the edge of the urban wildlife, wild, um, whatever you call it, interface now. And, um, you know, basically that whole area west of the towns of Louisville and Superior that were so incredibly impacted um, are right on the edge of a huge grassland. Uh, there's a area that I have run through an awful lot of times up on Marshall Mesa. It's a beautiful area. It's very, you know, exposed. And we had, we had a fairly wet spring, so the grasses grew very high. And then since uh, July, we've had just no moisture at all. And so uh, everything was, has been very just tinder dry. And as soon as uh, whatever sparked this uh, got pushed by those hundred mile an hour winds, it just, just raged through the neighborhoods. And it's just jaw dropping and so sad when you see pictures uh, of what things look like there. Um, you know, there's still putting out hot spots. They're still, you know, obviously looking for some people who are missing and uh, people are now returning to their homes and seeing in a lot of cases, just total devastation. I mean, nothing left. It's, it's just incredible. And this is a suburban neighborhood. This is not a town up in the mountains here or anything like that, where you usually associate fires taking place. This is a suburb of Boulder between Boulder and Denver and a place that I've spent an awful lot of time myself. And um, even the gym I work out at is right in the middle of all that. And um, it's it just, it just incredible what, what's happened there. Um, unfortunately, though, this is part of the reality of what's going on with climate change. And um, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's tough to see, though, with, without a doubt. And, um, you know, if you can help in any way, uh, the Boulder Community Foundation uh, is definitely, uh, you know, they, they would definitely accept, you know, donations and a- any other ways you can help because uh, th- those people are hurting there for sure. It's it's pretty rough. Um, I, I know several people who are in the area there. Uh, one person you may recall has been on our podcast, Elisa, Alicia Shearer, um, has a farmland, farm-like um, property where she's got horses and 
burrows and chickens and, and whatnot. And I really feared for what was going to happen with both her property and her animals being, she was right very close to where the burn occurred. And, um, and, and you know, with the, those kind of winds, embers were just flying all over and setting properties on fire everywhere. Fortunately, Alicia and her animals and her property seem to have gotten through there okay. Um, I have a couple of other friends who, uh, you know, I was very concerned about them. And uh, both of their uh, dwellings at least survived, uh, although in one case I know uh, the person's residence survived and all the, all the houses across the street from them are gone, just literally burned right down to their foundations. So um, that was kind of the nature of this fire because it was – a lot of the fires were started by blowing embers. It would, you know, if, it hit, if the ember hit a particular house, it, it would catch that one on fire. And sometimes it would set the other ones ne- nearby on fire, sometimes not. And it, so it was very capricious in terms of how this fire moved. But um, again, you know, sometimes one is standing and the ones across the street are gone. So uh, j- just a terrible, terrible situation. So uh, hopefully keep... The folks of uh, Boulder County and in the towns, especially of Louisville and Superior, in your thoughts. And, um, you know, again, if you can help in any way, uh, there are a lot of avenues to be able to help those folks out. It's a pretty rough deal. So uh, we are uh, into the new year, 2022. And, uh, you know, one of the things I accomplished in 2021, so to speak, was I hit a mileage goal. It wasn't much. Um, I kind of looked up and Saw that I was hitting, uh, getting close to a thousand miles, and so I, I kind of made a little push at the end of the year. I don't typically like to be a slave to my training log because I, I, there can be some negative consequences. I know my my hip is feeling it a little bit, but and normally a thousand miles would not be a big cause for celebration for me. Um, you know, I've run certainly many more miles than that in a year, but. I had only 300 miles through the first six months of the year because of injuries I had. So really, I ran 700 miles in the second half of the year. And so things are definitely trending in the right direction. And um, I'm hoping, you know, things continue in 2022. But a big part of uh, what's going to be able to keep that momentum going for me is staying healthy, which is always an issue for me. And that's really kind of the point behind what I wanted to talk about in this uh, particular podcast uh, episode today. Um Another thing I was going to mention is, uh, you know, I, 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 as you know, I'm, or you may have heard me say, I'm not a big fan of resolutions, uh, but I, I decided to do something a little bit different today here, uh, beginning of the year. Uh, I used to have a thing where every year I wanted to try some new activity or sport that I'm totally incompetent at. And, um, you know, I tried all sorts of new things and, you know, quite often you find some new way to work out, something you enjoy. So... Um, always enjoy those kind of challenges. So um, we, we just finally got some snow here. In fact, it was kind of a weird deal because that snow came on top of the fire that occurred in Boulder. So um, uh, it helped put it out to a, a large extent. It, it's still burning, but um, but first time, you know, you've heard me talk before that we've had no snow in Denver at all. And we, we got about probably about six inches or so, depending on where you're at. And so um, being that we've had no snow and uh, the downhill skiing hasn't been good, I bought a pair of Nordic skis, uh, cross-country skis to a lot of folks. And so um, I went out to a relatively flat golf course near me and uh, piddled around, um, pushing myself around the golf course on these Nordic skis, skinny skis. And um, it's a good workout. Uh, you know, it's something I'm, I'm certainly not good at. I, I took a lesson a few years ago. I think I've done it maybe twice before in my whole life. And both times it was up in the mountains. So I was definitely getting my ass kicked pretty bad up there. But 
Um, you know, something going to try. It's a good workout. I kept going. So my elbow, of course, started hurting me. There's always got to be something with me, but, um, you know, pushing off of the poles, but, um, you know, it takes a little bit learning the technique of, uh, being able to push and glide and use your upper body. It's, it's a real good total body workout. In fact, Nordic skiers are known to have some of the highest VO2 maxes in the entire world. Uh, they're up there with Tour de France bike riders. So, uh, th- these guys get in great shape and, so, you know, thought it'd be a little different way to get a workout in since we have some snow on the ground here. The, the roads are kind of sloppy. So thought I'd uh, give that a little try. So, you know, just happened to be the first of the year. wasn't really my intent to be uh, starting a resolution or anything. But, you know, I would encourage you, try something new. Uh, first of the year, uh, like I say, a lot of people have resolutions. Try it. Try something different. It could be, um, you yeah, know, whatever, you know, especially wintertime, uh, those of us, uh, um, you know, north of... Uh, Oh, I don't know, the 40, 40 degrees latitude, whatever. Uh, we have a lot of opportunities to try winter sports. You know, try something new. Try snowshoeing. Try ice skating or, you know, get outside and enjoy it. it, it it's great. So uh, it was good to get a little vitamin D out there today. It's warmed up a little bit after the cold weather we've had. So I wanted to talk about what I call ancillary uh, exercises. And so if you, you know, again, not I don't push resolutions so much, but if you were to have something – I would recommend highly add some ancillary exercises to your regular workout routine to keep you healthy. And when I say ancillary exercises, I divide them into a few groups. One would be hips and glutes, another one would be core, and another one would be weightlifting, whether it's in a weight room, using machines or free weights, or even just body weight exercises. So really three major areas there. So um, I, I'm not going to go into core discussions here. You you can go online. You can find a lot of workouts, uh, regimens for core. There, there's a ton of different ways to do core. So I, I won't go into that so much. But I'm a huge believer in doing core. Um, about 10, 12 years ago, I started having some really bad lower back issues. Crippling, the kind where I couldn't get out of bed one time. Uh, another time I remember I couldn't straighten up. Uh, I mean, just, you know, I was kind of walking around like, uh, the hunchback of Notre Dame. So, um, just really debilitating back issues probably caused by some dic- disc issues or something like that. But, um, I got zealous about doing core work about 10, 12 years ago after I started having these episodes and it has been absolutely the best thing to keep me, keep my back healthy. And, um, it, it's just, that part has been huge. Um, in fact, even in November, I kind of got away from doing as much core as I, I usually do because I was traveling and man, I ended up with a, kind of a sore lower back in December. So it was a good reminder to me that I got to stay on that kind of stuff. So, um, uh, I definitely recommend doing core work and, and core isn't just doing sit-ups. So yeah, that's, I guess one of the biggest misconceptions. It's not even just, you know, doing sit-ups, crunches, whatever. Basically when I think of core muscles, I think of anything in your torso all the way down to basically your knees. Um, you, you can work on all of those and it's going to help you stay healthy. It's going to also help improve your running form and your ability to do just about everything else because almost everything starts in the core. So, um, you know, one thing that always uh, makes me sad is I'm out on a run. I may see an older person walking all hunched over and, you know, a lot of that comes down to core strength. If those folks had better core ability, they probably be able to be more upright. And uh, obviously, you know, you can look at it in the long run, you can look at it in the short run too, because the more upright you can run, the better your stride length is going to be, the less stress you're going to put on every footfall on the ground. And if you're not leaning forward so much, you're not going to put as much force into the ground. So 
it's definitely worthwhile to be able to run upright. And a lot of that comes from using your core. So um, I learned that lesson even today using a, a Nordic skis that you really have to tighten your core to be able to push off uh, both with your legs and with your arms to uh, really propel yourself forward. So, you know, core comes into so many different areas. So, um, but one area I really want to focus on in this discussion here that I think gets neglected that I would love to see you add to your routine this year is hip and glute work. Um, that makes such a difference. I know uh, you've heard the stories I've told, talked about the girls team I had that took second in the state cross country meet where we were religious about doing hip and glute work because we could not get hurt. We only had four girls on the team. If anybody got hurt, we were done. And uh, we managed to all stay healthy and took second in the state cross-country meet. So um, some of these things, I'm going to try to describe some of these things. It's, it's a little difficult here. I am happy to send you my workout sheets. I've got videos too. So if you're wanting some more than that, just these descriptions, please let me know. Happy to help you out there. But um, one of the a few of the ones that I just absolutely believe in very strongly, um, one of them I call a glute reach or a hip hinge. So basically, or actually the glute reach. Uh, so basically, if you put um, a water bottle on the ground in front of you, stand on one leg and use your opposite arm. So if you're on your left leg, reach with your right arm and basically reach down to that water bottle that you have on the ground, or it could be a dumbbell or whatever you want to put down there. The key though, is to keep your chest up. So you're bending your knee and you're getting down there. So you're really using your glutes, especially when you go back up and you're going to reach to the inside of that water bottle, to the middle of the water bottle, to the outside of the water bottle, come up and down between each one of those. And that is one set and start with eight sets. Try to work your way up to 10 sets or even 12 sets of those inside, middle, outside each time on each leg. So you'll you know move from the left leg, maybe to the right leg and use your left arm and reach down again. Make sure you keep your chest up. And it's very similar to something you can do even with a, a kettlebell. I love kettlebells. Um, you can actually put the kettlebell down by uh, the side, by your side, stand on one leg, reach down, pick up that kettlebell, stand up, put it back down, stand up again, put it, go back down to the ground, pick up that kettlebell, back up. So basically, we eat, alternating picking up the kettlebell and standing up uh, without the kettlebell. Each time, remembering, keep your chest up. That's the key thing again there too. You use your leg behind you as kind of a counterweight. And so uh, that's just another way to do one of those glute reaches that, um, you know, I, I think is a huge, really a, a main go-to exercise. Um, another one is a hip hinge. And so when you do a hip hinge, you actually, you'll, st you'll use the same arm as the leg you're standing on. So if you're on your left leg, you'll reach with the left arm, lean forward and keep your back leg straight as you can. In fact, I tell uh, kids, tell anybody, pretend you're reaching towards the wall, trying to touch, your, touch the wall with your back leg. You can bend the leg you're standing on a little bit. That it's okay to bend your knee there, but you want to keep that rear leg straight and you want to keep your pinky toe towards the ground. So the, the key there is that you're not rotating your hips, which is your natural tendency. So you want your hips as flat as you can. Imagine that you're putting a glass of water on your hips and you're trying not to spill that glass of water. So to do that, you want to, like say, turn your legs so that your pinky toe is toward the ground and that will help keep your hips level there. So um, those are great. Try to work up to 10 reps of those um, on each leg. Uh, I, I think those are uh, yeah, another valuable exercise. Another one I really like, I call inside leg swings with a Swiss ball. 
And so basically, you will take a Swiss ball, uh, and it's the one of those big, uh, soft, you know, big, big inflatable balls, and put the ball against the wall and put your hip right up against it. Stand on your outside leg, the one away from the wall, and basically move your inside leg towards the wall and try to get about 10 to 15 reps. So um, again, your hip is against the Swiss ball. You're moving that inside leg towards the wall and do those repeats. It is amazing how quickly you will feel feel the stress when you're doing it that way. Um, Another one I think is a really key exercise you can do are hip thrusts. Um, You may be familiar with these. Um, You can start with your feet on the ground and your knees bent and basically just raise up your hips off the ground. Squeeze your glutes as you're doing these and and squeezing your glutes is actually key to most of these exercises. Um, It is your biggest, the largest muscle in your body, one of the strongest ones. So uh, definitely tighten your glutes and then like I say, raise your hips up as high as you can. You can do that from two feet uh, with your feet on the ground. Uh, For more advanced people, you can do it with one leg. And you'll notice the difference right away. So just stick your other leg straight out while you raise yourself up on one leg. You can raise your feet up on a bench and do your hip raises, hip thrust that way. And uh, you could, or you can put them on a Swiss ball. So add a little instability there. And I, I love the Swiss ball or Bosu balls for instability. It helps uh, all those smaller supporting muscles develop as well. And um, if you want, you can also uh, hold a weight plate or a dumbbell on your hips. And so that adds a little bit of weight to what you're doing as you raise your hips up. That's a more advanced method of doing those hip thrusts. So uh, probably work your way up to 10 reps. Um, you, again, you can do them both legs and you can do one leg at a time. So you can get yourself up to 10 reps that way. So um, pretty, a uh, little bit of a challenge there. Something real similar, um, you know, a lot of people know how to do hamstring curls in the gym. I like to do them on a Swiss ball. And again, I consider the hamstrings part of your core there. Um, you can put your feet up on that Swiss ball and roll the ball towards your towards your butt and then roll it back out again. Uh, each time you roll the ball, before you start rolling the ball in, raise your hips up as high as you can and make sure that you're, as you're coming in, it only takes, you can, you can come in in one second and then go out in two seconds. So it's kind of like doing a eccentric um exercise there. So come in in one second and go out in two seconds. So basically holding that a little while longer going out. Again, you can start with two feet on the ball and then uh, do it with one foot at a time on the ball. And you'll see that adds quite a, uh, quite a bit of degree of difficulty to that. So, um, so the, the, and I can give you an awful lot more. There are a lot of really good exercises that you can do just for hips and glutes right there. Another way that I really like to work hips and glutes is with an elastic band. Um, they sell elastic bands uh, in a lot of places. They're really inexpensive. I've t- described before how I love to travel with them because they're very easy to take on a trip and no weight, no no space, and you can get a you know a little bit of a, your own home gym workout in a hotel room, for instance. Um, I even buy whole rolls of TheraBands. I cut them up into the proper lengths that I can give out to the kids on my team. For what? So I have a whole bag of them for practices. So, um, so TheraBands are uh, or elastic bands are just great. So, one I like to do is I put the uh, band around my knees, basically, or just above the knees, and I just do side by sides. So you want to get down as low as possible, bend your knees, get down. And I, I can go back and forth as quickly as I can for one minute, take a break, and then do another set for a minute. 
Uh, another key when you do those is keep your heels pointed out. So you want to lead with your heels. You, want to ha- you don't want to have your toes pointed as you're doing those side-to-sides. Um, another way you can do those, by the way, is if you happen to be in a gym, um, I will actually just walk sideways. Again, keeping as low as I can, leading with my heel, and I will walk sideways all the way down the sideline of a basketball court and then turn around and go all the way back. And so you, you'll definitely notice uh, the, the burn doing that. Um, I then move the band down around my ankles and I do something called monster walks. And basically that just means I'm walking with my knees straight, kicking my legs up as high as I can. And I'll do that for the length of a basketball court. I'll come back doing what I call zombie walks, uh, very similar to the monster walks. The band is around my ankles and I will kind of swing my legs out to the side as I'm doing it. And that you'll, you'll definitely start feeling that burning in the side of your hips again. Um, another one I do, I call uh, skaters, and you can do the, these both in reverse and forward motion. Uh, you want to stay low on these again, and basically, you, when you walk, you're going to basically swing your leg out to the side and come back towards the middle without putting your foot down in the middle. Basically, swing it to the inside and back to the outside. That's your step. Then pick up the other leg, swing it towards the inside, back to the outside as you're moving either forward or backwards. So. Uh, hopefully, I, I made that clear enough. Again, I can get get you videos to show demonstrations on that. Um, I do like clams a lot. Um, clams are something that may not feel like you're doing much. Uh, if you're doing them right, um, they, they really do help work those uh, your hips great. Um, I like to put the, uh, the elastic band around my knees when I do them, add a little bit of resistance, which certainly helps out an awful lot. Um, when you do clams, you want to make sure you are stacked vertically so your shoulders and your hips are perpendicular to the floor. And you don't and you want your body basically in a straight line from your shoulders all the way to your knees. So you, you'll, you'll be bending your knees because you need to separate your legs. So you, you're going to keep the soles of your shoes, of your feet together as you separate your knees. But your body should be totally straight from your knees down to uh, from your shoulders down to your knees, I should say. So um, that will give you the best bang for your buck with, uh, with clams. Uh, there are a lot more. You can do reverse clams. You can do super clams. Um, another one I like to do, by the way, is uh, circles, where basically you stand on one leg, you have the band around your ankles, and you w- make basically make circles with the leg you're not standing on, the leg that's up in the air. You'll make small circles, and you'll do 10 clockwise circles, and then 10 counterclockwise circles, switch legs and do 10 clockwise, 10 counterclockwise on the other side. I I like to finish off my hip and glute workouts doing those because you're also working on your balance. Uh, Hopefully you don't have to hold on to something when doing this. It's a little challenging and uh, it really does a really good job on working those hips, kind of finishing them off. Uh, I I have a lot more than that. (laughs) There's an awful lot of things you can do. Um, But uh, again, that kind of gives you a good overview of hip and glute work you can do out there that's that's really good. Um, Again, I recommend kettlebells. I think they're fantastic. You do things like uh, kettlebell swings. Uh, You know, it's a good alternative to sometimes doing squats. And uh, another thing I want to talk about is some of the other muscles that you should really focus on as a runner. Uh, As I show kids all the time, the, the muscles you need to pull your arms back are the most important muscles for runners to work on are your triceps and your lats. And, you know, I know a lot of people like to get in the gym, especially, you know, teenagers I work with, and they, they, they want to work on um, 
work on their chest. They want to work on their biceps because that's what looks good to the girls. But, you know, in reality, those are very useless muscles, especially when it comes to running. So there are a lot of different ways to do tricep exercises. You got a lot of machines in the gym. You can certainly do things like skull crushers. You can do dips. You can do, um, uh, you know, just, oh, there's, you know, rows. I mean, there's all sorts of machines and such lots of different ways you can do, um, work on your triceps, but that is the most important muscle because that's what you're using to pull that arm back. And then your lats, which, um, probably the best way to do lats is the, the, the traditional lat pull down machine that you have in the gym. It's on usually on a cable. Um, I prefer to bring the bar down in front of me, down to my chest, as opposed to the old way where the, the way we used to always were shown to do it was bring that uh, bar to the back of your neck and it, more possibility for injuring yourself, uh, injuring your neck that way. Um, but, you know, definitely when, when I'm doing uh, lat pull downs, I change my grip. I will do a set with the uh, grip sort of normal, if you would. I will do another set with my hands out wide, and then I'll do another set with my hands narrow. Or sometimes I'll use one of those triangles, and then I'll just kind of pull straight down. So my hands and my elbows are almost straight together, and I just pull the, the, that down uh, just right in front of my, my face, basically. Um, you can also do lat pull downs sitting straight up, and you can also lean back more, which will give you a little bit different angle, work the muscles just a little bit differently, which I always think is good. I think the more you can kind of change the grip, change the angle, uh, it's almost like having instability. It's it's going to basically develop all of the muscle, just not in one direction. So um, hopefully that gives you some good ideas there, but uh, lats and, and um, triceps are probably the most important exercises for runners to do. Just again, for using, getting that upper body involved, taking some of the stress off your legs, which is going to help you efficiency wise. It's also going to help you just keep your legs from getting as tired, probably help you not get as injured as much. So I would, I would encourage you here with the new year, try to incorporate some of these ancillary exercises into your routine. Again, I'm happy to help you out if you'd like me to send you some my workout sheets, videos, etc. I, I can do that for you. Just hit me up there. My contact information is in the show notes as always. But um, I, I think it would make a huge difference to you in terms of how you run in 2022. As I said, my my goal this year is to run the Leadville 100, finish the Leadville 100, hope to run a few other races in the meantime. And I know the only way I'm going to be able to do that is to stay healthy. I know for most of you, your goals are not going to be met if you're not healthy. So add these, let me know if it makes a difference to you. I I think, um, you know, I, I think you will see results that keep you out on the roads, keep you on the trails and getting towards those goals. And hopefully you can knock out some of those epic goals in 2022 if you stay healthy. So thank you very much once again for listening to the We Are Superman podcast. And again, if you can help out the Boulder Community Foundation or any other ways to help the victims in Boulder County with the wildfires there, please do. I would really encourage it. Thank you very much for doing that. Uh, The We Are Superman podcast can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends on social media. It's the best thing you can do. And please take a minute. If you can, give us a five-star rating on one of the services where you listen to us. And I'd always be honored, very humbly, if you would write a review. These things really do help a lot. So um, things are getting pretty rough here with the uh, coronavirus. Please consider getting vaccinated, too. It's it's, it's, it's so important for us to team up and let, let's hopefully in 2022, we can truly knock out this virus and we can really get back to normal. It looked like we were getting there and we, we kind of slipped a bit, but hopefully we can get there. So please, please uh, consider getting vaccinated and boosted if you can. So until next time, 
always be positive. <laughs>